Hey, and welcome to Hold My Popcorn. I'm Max Ilya Nashville, and over in Charlestown, recording from his grand ballroom bedroom, is Tim Begin. How are you, Timmy? It's great, Max. We actually added a couple, like 20 feet to the ceilings here, so it's going to echo more for you. Good, 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 um, good. And we made it all, we, we plastered the wall here with marble, just to really enhance the, uh, the echo. So, that's just for the fans. Um, you know, write, write me. If you're like it, just kidding. You don't have my email fans. So. <laughs> it depends on any social media, so you'll never find it. Yeah. <laughs> and we also got John Anoshak over in uh, California. How you doing, buddy? Sticky. How are you, Max? Mm. Oh, that's good. Wow. Dry, I guess. <laughs> For now. Hey. For now. For now. These are these are interesting interesting adjectives that we're throwing out here. Hey, you know, I don't like to put, you know, Tim and I were just talking about how you don't put wet things back into boxes, but sticky, what can you do? You're right. Yep. Yep. Cool. And lastly, <laughs> we have our chest bursting squib, Bill Dooley. How are you, Squibby Bill? Uh, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I've been better. I've been, my, my dickhead son got me sick again. So, uh, you're, you're lucky I'm here. I was, I was asleep on the couch until, uh, two minutes before we were supposed to be on the podcast. So you're going to get, you're going to get another high energy bill tonight. That's okay. You're back in the retirement plan, Bill. Way to pull one off of the team. Not on the health insurance. I never should have said that, Bill. <laughs> Pre-existing conditions. <laughs> I mean, Bill, how does how is Francis getting sick? I mean, I, he can't be meeting a lot of people in between his like twenty twenty eight hours a day worth of chores. And well, uh, we've put him into a circus show after his freakish size, um, uh-huh. and uh, they're not one. They're not much of one for hygiene at this particular circus uh, endeavor. So um, I guess it's you. probably coming from the that situation, but it's also bringing in copious copious amounts of potatoes every. So it really works out for us. Yeah. Is that what you're feeding him? No, Just that's raw potatoes. Ah, oh, well, okay. yes, but also yeah. that. I mean, it, potato uh, it's economical. But yeah, that's how they. Yeah. Most of the potatoes have got to go to making alcohol. Bill, am I correct? I mean, how am I supposed to get through the day otherwise? It's a good point. Yes, yep. I hear winter is coming, mm-hmm. as always in Maine. So <laughs> <laughs> exactly, we're almost done with summer up here. Good. It's almost it's almost baby seal clubbing season, so it's a big, it's a big time yeah, in fantastic, Maine. fantastic American industry. Don't let it go. Quite a festival, quite a festival, and we are now in week three of our space month as we watched another iconic film from the seventies that completely changed the sci-fi genre in Ridley Scott's Alien. And single-handedly made every man on the planet who watched this suddenly reconsider their desire for blowjobs. We'll get there. Okay. Because <laughs> I'm confused, but I'll I'm know. glad we're going to get there. I, oh, oh, yeah. oh, you'll know. You're going to get an exclusive, just excruciating detail. I'll explain the whole thing. You'll be, you'll be just as afraid as I was after this. I reconsidered everything that I usually hold dear. Okay. Right, so, so, Timmy, I know you're not a fan of horror movies. This is this the first time you've ever seen this? I no, I've seen I've seen most of it through like through my fingers, you know, <laughs> at, at a couple of points in time I've seen it, but never really in one sitting. So did you did you find this um, movie still like? And I guess I'm just more so asking about its you know effectiveness still after all these years because this was made in what like 1979? Yeah, 79. Mm-hmm. So did did you were you actually uh, like creeped out or and or horrified? 
by the film? Not particularly. Um, you okay. guys, okay. you guys, pretty much encapsulated it in the text we were trading earlier this morning. It's more of a Got thriller. It. It's not really like a okay. pure horror. So, okay. yeah, and I, I think that when it came out, it was horror, but. Over the years, it's kind of just gradually turned more into just a, a thriller. Yeah, I, I think it's a really good movie. I liked it. It's like this is some this is something that might enter me into the horror genre a little bit more. I mean, yeah, that's how I mean how it changes the game. Like, I don't think there's there had ever been a movie that was had so much like atmospheric suspense and then like operatic music accompanied by it. Like, right. it's just I mean, there's been so many knockoffs of this since then, but it was something else when it came out. But um, little inspirations here, too. So Ridley Scott, he said that the three movies that inspired Alien was the original Star Wars, 2001 Space Odyssey, and the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Huh, just really? round it out. Hmm. Okay. All right. With heavy on the massacre. Yeah. Pretty fitting, though, honestly. Like, there's a lot yeah. of 2001 Space Odyssey vibes in this, too. Mm-hmm. The shots of the spaceship where it's, like, just dead silence or, mm-hmm. like, almost silence. They didn't embrace the silence as much as 2001. Uh, but like you, you can definitely get that vibe from from a lot of those shots, and like there are points where too where it's just just like the heartbeat. There's nothing else other than you hear somebody's heartbeat, and that is fucking stressful as hell. And that's what that I think they pulled that right out of 2001 as well. Yeah, that, yeah, the, just the painted space, like the the whole universe from the background, the slow pannings and everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you know, you pulled in the android mixed with like the governing supercomputer of the ship. That's basically AI, and the, right. the, the computer doesn't talk to you like in two thousand one. And I would have loved to see like Sigourney Weaver like running through the hallways. You fucking bitch! And just like, <laughs> I can't do that, Ripley. I'm sorry, Ripley. You know, like, let's <laughs> get a couple of those thrown into there. But no, instead you just have an android trying to fucking shove a magazine down her throat. I don't understand that scene, but that was weird. That, that was, was weird. a lot. It was an odd sexual thing. There are weird, dark sexual undertones to this, and I'm not just talking <sighs> yes, about. Yes, there are. My desire to probably never have a blowjob ever. <laughs> okay, can't wait to get into that part. Blowies. <laughs> <laughs> Should we get into the movie? Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. So you get that similar opening to Star Wars and Space Odyssey, with the camera slowly panning across the universe. Before we get a text saying that seven space truckers are on their way back to Earth with their cargo. Then we get a bottom-up shot of this massive cargo ship gliding across space. Then Ridley Scott just really sets the tone by just giving us these like POV shots of the empty hallways of the spaceship accompanied by some like really eerie music by uh, Jerry Goldsmith. Yeah, so like two points. Like It's interesting how he was able to make this timeless as far as like the special effects for like outer space and looking at the ship where he intentionally had it just being in a very dark part of space. So like you didn't get to see this like miniature model just like floating through a painted background as much as you just, you got the gist of it and it still looked realistic. Um, and the second part being like, yeah, immediately inside of the ship, it's deserted. And you're like, hmm. so like it already sets kind of that creepy tone with the music that you were talking about and everything where it's like, oh shit, where is everybody? So like already you're concerned. I think, and the movie hasn't even started. That's that's totally true. And then when you actually meet the crew, you get this very weird sense that like they all hate being on the ship. Like it would be a horror movie without the alien. You know what I mean? Because this is like the ship is alone, and they fucking hate it. It would be like this if there wasn't an alien in this. This would be like the fucking Shining in space. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, no, I could see that for sure, mm-hmm. dude. I mean, seriously, similar like, music. Yep. And six uh, space truckers. Yeah, no, it gets dirty. 
Yeah. You got fucking it's Bilbo really Baggins weird. in there. Come on, that guy's, that guy's, that guy's totally trying background. to steal a ring. Yeah. Bilbo <laughs> just fucking sucking on a hot dog in the background. Yeah, no, he's just an immediate creep. The second you see him, too, he's just kind of like. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so the crew is uh, woken from hypersleep after the ship's AI named Mother detects a transmission from a nearby moon. I can't do that, Max. Snooze, Mother. Snooze alarm. I'm sorry, I can't do that. So, two <laughs> things here. The fact that they call it Mother, that's strangely sexual right there. And then, um, I just love how, like, people back then thought, like, a like AI was going to be. Like with a fucking twelve inch, you know, just like two like tube TV oh. screen, and like a yeah, like, yeah, yeah. dude, no, <laughs> we well, like I know, and like he's they have they have a computer that's running the ship while they're in hypersleep apparently, and, and like they but they still have to type in like commands into the computer, and it's still in like that like you know the nineteen eighties or nineteen seventies like green and black like. Nothing else is advanced other than what the computer can do, apparently. Yeah. Like, the way you interact with it is still, okay. The AI okay. computer well, like, still runs on Linux. You can't talk <laughs> yeah, to it. Basically, I mean, you could hear, like, all the computers warming up and booting up when Mother starts, like, bringing the ship back online and everything. And I was just thinking the entire time, like, there's not a floppy disk big enough to run this fucking thing. Like, <laughs> because that's the level of tech we're talking about here. That ship is 90% computer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, I mean, what they're towing, actually. Yeah. Like, don't even worry about the you know the 20 million pounds of minerals that they were pulling or anything like that. No, what they were pulling was a giant computer. Just some a giant computer, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, one second, guys. I'm just fucking with my, uh, my mic. I could hear it kind of clicking. But like, of so they're space truckers. I'm just, I'll just keep talking. You can use it if you want to, but like space truckers and like, they're really cool about how they do this. And like, they really mean business with the sci-fi and like really thinking out like the universe and everything. And like this corporation that just does mining. And then, you know, someone trucks it back, you know, from millions of space, uh, light years away, but you know, they aren't just hauling 20 million pounds of minerals. They're also hauling, I believe is the actual refinery. So by the time they get back, all of those fucking minerals have been processed, ready to go. So it's just Damn. like super cool world building. Super fucking cool. That's, you that gotta is get really the cool. sense that this is a world that's governed like a lot of futuristic horror, sort of like dystopian movies. Like this is a world that's governed by like one giant corporation. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Because they also have like a defense division that's just like... Uh, <sighs> Waylon Yutani, man. Yeah, and- that was the only thing the prequels were good for is just mm-hmm. so that way we could fucking meet that cunt because yeah. he is. He's Guy a cunt. He's a motherfucker. Guy Pierce does it well. This just sounds like Elon Musk's wet dream. That's this is where yeah. you definitely got it from. Yeah. I monopolize space and then I go smoke weed with Joe Rogan. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just that face, that face that's made it across the internet with him and the blonde just just, just a quick aside. Where like, there's a news story that came out recently. It's like Elon Musk has has autism. It's like, oh no shit. Are you fucking yeah. serious? Obviously he does. Have you not like fucking yeah. heard that guy ever talk? <laughs> clearly on a spectrum in some way. Yeah. Whoever made that like, diagnosis, I mean, I don't know. I could have helped them out a little <laughs> earlier. <laughs> All right, so. Uh, soon after this, the crew learns that they're only halfway to Earth and they're required to land on this moon to check it out. I love, I love the, uh, like, I don't know, the two engineers, uh, 
Parker uh, and Brett. Park, Parker and Brett. I, they, they, they're probably my favorite like combo on the ship. It's like the way oh, yeah. that they're always fighting for more money. Like they always, they just keep finding ways to bring it up to talk about the contract and the bonuses and stuff like that. It's hilarious. It, it's, but it's definitely like the most genuine part of the movie for me. It's just like these two guys that are just like, they just keep needling, keep needling for that extra money. I just, it, Brett though, the, the white one, I just, he looks like he's strung out and nodding off on heroin the entire <laughs> fucking movie. Harry Dean Stan, he's always looked like that. Okay. He just looks okay. like shit all the time. Okay. Yeah, because dude, he's got some fucking city miles on his ass and he must have been what, like 23 in this movie <laughs> and he still looks 75? He looks yeah. like a human ashtray. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. I think one of the funniest parts of the movie is right around this time too, and it's Parker when um he's just like, oh well, I mean, uh, we'll go out there if we can get that extra bonus, and then you know the the robot dude's like, no, well technically we have to. It's contractually obligated by the company, and then he's just going, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear that. I just want to go home and party. Right. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> hey man, I haven't drank a Budweiser or smoked a Marlboro 100 in like two days. We got to get drink and smoking them all. Yeah. Well, that, that yeah, means you have a, some on board if you did it if you did it two days ago. Listen, don't sass me, robot man. <laughs> well, I love the second they wake up, they just start smoking cigarettes. Yeah, yeah immediately. <laughs> and the two guys are drinking the whole time too. There's like there's tall oh, boys yeah. all over the place down in like the basement of the spaceship. <laughs> the chest bursting scene they're like chugging beers before mm-hmm. at that table there's like the, the table's like covered in beers mm-hmm. rolling jays just yeah. getting ready to party I, and hypersleep my god yeah because nothing screams pasta like a shit ton of light beer to go along with it <laughs> this movie also ruined pasta for me by the way so same thing um this is also the first time i, I realized that they're not from earth did you guys notice that no no, no. yeah so um Lambert, she asks where Earth is, and one of the people are like, you should know. And then Sigourney Weaver says, like, um, what does she say? She's like, that's not our system. That's what she says. I think that they, she's referring to the fact of where they came out of hyperspace. Yeah. She's saying I, that- I looked it up, and they said that they're, like, she's from some uh, space colony. Like, they're, you know, off, off base or off planet Tatooine. somewhere. <laughs> so I think Earth okay. is just kind of, like, partially just destroyed at this point. It's just like, you know, it's gone through the ringer. Oh, all right. So, all right. Kind of like now. Yeah. We're getting there. We're getting there. We're working our way there. Yeah. Earth, man. What a shithole. 2050, right, guys? Maybe it'll all be on fire. <laughs> <laughs> Fingers crossed. Uh, but I, I do love these guys are just, they are space truckers. Like, they're kind of grungy. Like, they're all oily looking. Like, mm-hmm. Tom Scarce's character looks like he'd just been, like, backpacking through Europe for, like, the past right. year. Just... Like, everyone just kind of looks a little rough. Sigourney Dude, Weaver's like, there are showers on board. Yeah. <laughs> you can use you it. Sh- you gonna shower with me? No, yeah. I've told you this. I'm not going to shower with you. Well, then I'm not showering either. <laughs> We've got 10 months until we got to get back to Earth. Not showering. <laughs> I haven't taken a shower since Woodstock. It's starting now. I'm telling you guys, we're talking about space truckers, man. When you're on the space road, life is different. <laughs> I was half expecting to see fucking Jack from Little Trouble Little and Little Trouble or Big Trouble in Little China jump out there and be the actual pilot for this fucking thing. <laughs> the Pork Chop Express in space. <laughs> yeah, fuck the Nostromo. <laughs> and then a little bit later, the crew uh, listens to the stress signal, which is going to be you know foreshadowing some things coming up because uh, it was super creepy. I don't know what the hell that was. 
Yeah. The no. audio thing. It was it was weird. I didn't like that at all. I missed no. that. I actually missed what the transmission sounded like. It sounds like the creature from the thing. Huh. Like it's or it's, it's like, unhuman. Yeah. Like yeah. one of those weird okay. weird. And they're all just kind of like, is that human? <laughs> like they're all just like, what the fuck is that? Yeah, so the crew straps in and starts their super slow and boring landing until it's not slow or boring, and they crash land to the moon, losing their transmission in the process. Yeah, great landing, dickhead. Fucking Dallas. <laughs> what the fuck are you there for? Dallas Jesus. sucks in this movie. Yeah, he's, he, yeah. he's not very good at stuff. No. Which I kind of <laughs> like. He's There's no, I mean, there's no real heroes. Like, you're expecting him to be the hero, and I remember watching this thinking, like, oh, her and... He and like Ripley kind of have a thing, and he's he's brave. And this time around, like this guy fucking sucks at his job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just supposed to be a fucking straight line haul, man. It's just A to B, boom, done. Wake up, good. Get my jollies off, crack a beer, and we're home. Like let's party. Like that's it. Yeah. Like and that's what was kind of interesting. It's like why do they have all these positions on this ship when it just kind of does it all for you? You know. Yeah. I, I have guess, to assume that maybe they're more involved with the mining operation. Like the mm, ship maybe doesn't require all that much when they're in travel, but like the mining probably would. You know, I bet yeah. they're probably like uh like Bruce Willis's team from Armageddon. <laughs> they're actually not they're not actually not astronauts. Yeah. Talk I about mean, all the wrong stuff. <laughs> I mean honestly the the two engineers at the bottom, like they are probably the most useful because they're the ones who actually get oh, yeah. the ship back and running later. Uh, Absolutely. Without them, they're fucked. What like it was actually one of my favorite scenes was uh like after the crash happened and they're diagnosing the down in the down in the bottom there and uh Brett says like oh tell her seventeen hours and Parker's like radios back says twenty five yeah. and then Sigourney <laughs> Weaver goes like I'm going down there and Parker just turns like what the fuck is she coming down here for again so relatable like, turns the steam like, on purposely I can't hear you what just to piss She's like you're off. an asshole I can't what. <laughs> The second she leaves, she turns it off. He's like, you know, what she says something like, you're going to get what's coming to you. And he's like, I can't hear you. And then he turns it off and then it actually breaks. He's like, oh, shit. <laughs> that's that's very relatable to me. That's It happens a lot where we're like, they're like, hey, how long do you think it'll take you to do this? Six months. <laughs> yeah, it's really, it'll take us like two months. We're like six months. And they're like, can you show us how you got there? What'd no. you say? You want two months? Okay, we can do two months because we didn't have any. There's nothing to support that six month thing. So don't come down here, please. For the love of God, please don't ask fucking questions. Yeah. Please don't ask fucking questions. So this movie also just does a really good job just keeping you off balance because most of the time it's quiet and you know kind of soothing if not creepy. But you know the camera's slowly moving around, accompanied by like a low hum of the spaceship, which um, happens here when Dallas, Kane, and Lambert just like are quietly sitting by the overhead door and then they open the hatch and it's just like fucking raining shards of glass sideways. It's just fucking chaos everywhere. Yeah. Super intense. The wind. Yeah. I wonder how they were able to like catch that audio with like the shitty microphones back then. And, Speaking to 20th Century Fox's fucking intro to this movie, which was like <laughs> yes. sounded like it came out of 1932. It was like, okay, guys, like we're here and we still can't just reshoot this. Like, come on. I was worried that there was something wrong with my audio because it was so shitty in the intro. I'm like, so 20th Century's Fox has never sounded that bad. No, <laughs> no, not even remotely bad. Like, Actually, like in- fast forwarded to make sure. I'm like, oh, oh okay. Yeah, that was like a John Wayne movie yeah. opening. They both have it. So I started watching just like the original version and then I turned on the uh, the director's cut of it. And it's the same, mm. both of them. It just had that shitty opening, 20th huh. Century Fox. 
All right, so the three crew members outside head to the location of the distress call when they unexpectedly come across a crash-landed horseshoe-shaped spaceship. Yeah, and it's fucking big. It's huge. Yeah, Ship's really way cooler big. than their ship. Way. Yeah. Oh, my God, yeah, You know what dude. I mean? But, of course, they have to go into it. Like, that's why I'm like, I realized, like, real quick, it was like, these guys aren't legitimate space truckers. They'd be like, all right, found it. Let's put a pin yep. in that shit. We're heading home. <laughs> yes. Like, no. You don't walk into that. Nobody walks into that, especially on the sheer amount of fucking space cocaine that they are on. They were paranoid out of their minds. <laughs> Dude, they're not in the military. No, I would have been no. like, I don't understand. Yeah. And Fuck like, that. they don't give a shit about the science officer. Spoiler alert, turns out to be a fucking android. They just would have come back and gave him a fucking, um, uh, um, a fucking slurry or whatnot, throwing him into the toilet. Like, you fucking nerd, shut the fuck <laughs> up, we're going home. I can't use water, no. <laughs> <laughs> what is, what is Kane's position? Because when he volunteered initially, like I was thinking he must've been a science guy and like was really interested in seeing what this thing was, but he's not, I mean, Ash is the science guy. So like. Why these I think he's like the administrator, I think. He, what no, the fuck he's is the he pilot. doing? The, he's a pilot? I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure he's the pilot, and I think that is he's he? just bored. Because like every scene you see him, he's always just kind of like, yeah, here we he, are. He fir- He's the a- first to volunteer to go out and down into the spaceship, and then he's just like wandering, meandering the halls of this alien spaceship. Like, what are you doing, guy? And he doesn't know. As, I mean, as soon as you saw, like, the giant dead alien skeleton sitting in that chair, she'd be like, well, Oof. got it. Like, snap a picture with your phone and walk out because this is, like, 20, like, 200 years in the future. I assume they still have smartphones. And they turn around and they just leave. Like John said, this is going any further. This is just classic, uh, classic mistake in a horror movie. It's because he's British. I know. They have, like, some weird drive. If he was American, he'd be like, hey, man, am I getting paid by the step? No? Okay. Well, I'm staying right here. <laughs> Maybe he's motivated motivated to find that crystal skull. Mm. For the queen. Ever point, since. Either that or he was looking for Space India or something. I mean, you know, it, <laughs> they really let that colony go um, hard. They didn't want to. <laughs> I love also the uh, the shaky POV cam from like their actual cameras during all this. It makes it look so much realer, doesn't it? It does, yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. And suspenseful and they're just like, what the fuck is that? And like you're looking well, at it too, you're like, what is that? It's there and they they pull that back in and even in the second movie yeah. Aliens, where you just have great. lots of those very like crazy shots where you can only make out just so much. And at the same time it also kind of, you know, it, it keeps the intensity of it because your brain fills in the rest. Because you can only see so much, but yeah, no, it was a wonderful trope. Well, and then you don't need like, you don't need, always need for every shot, every scene, like the best special effects or whatever, you know, you can, you can kind of ham it up a little bit because it's dark and it's shaky and it's not at the best video quality, but like you accept it because you've been told this is why it's like that way, you know, like that's Mm -hmm. a great way to show something a little beyond your ability. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So then the crews, they're checking out that this just skeletal ship, like the whole thing just looks like. It's crazy, too, how, like, the inside of it looks like the inside of a natural body. Like, it's a breathing machine. But um, they eventually come across that giant fossilized alien that clearly had something burst out of his chest. Yeah, just a violent heart attack and a case of the diabetes. I mean, space diabetes, dude, totally other fucking game, man. Explosive. He's an alien. That's actually his asshole. Oh. <laughs> it's, like, it's like that Bill Burr joke where he's like, if you if you... Whatever you hear down at the other end of the train, don't get involved. You know what I mean? 
<laughs> just don't get involved. Keep your head nope. straight down at the floor. That's all they should have nope. done. They'd have been like, well, that's wow. a ship. Goodbye. <laughs> it's a big dead alien that got clearly killed by something. Yep. Time to leave. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just think that Kane just forgot to take his like fucking riddle in that day or something because he was just like, ooh, squirrel, ooh, squirrel, <laughs> ooh, squirrel. Oh, look, there's a big sketchy hole in the ground. Check this shit out. I'm going to fucking careen down this thing on a fucking tightrope and then go get my face melted off. How about that? Just That alien, though, like... I cannot imagine what people were thinking in 1979 seeing this for the first time. And then they're just like seeing this like giant 20 foot tall, like humanoid elephant man person thing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Just like, what the fuck is that? And they, I love that they don't explain it either. I mean, it took what until 2010 or something for them to actually explain it. The very yeah. confusing Prometheus. <laughs> yes. That had to read confusing. to figure out. <laughs> Made no fucking sense. So yeah, fun fact, for whatever reason, Ridley Scott, just to completely confuse everybody, always referred to the giant monster that was fossilized um, as a, as space jockeys. That was the race. Who the fuck knows? Hmm. Who the fuck knows? I have no idea. There were no horses to be seen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, Ripley, she learns that the SOS was actually a warning signal while just good old Kane falls into the slimy nest where we see one of the goddamn disgusting, wet, pulsating eggs unwrapping itself and then latching onto his face. Face huggers. Ugh. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. Yeah. That's when, when they like when they peel off that mask afterwards. That's fucking gross. But I mean, the sheer stupidity. And again, I know horror movies, you got to just allow it because that's how they tell a story. But my God, the shears. He sees he looks inside the thing. And he's like, oh, there's something alive in there. And then it plumes open. He's like, well, this seems like a good thing for me to shove my face into. <laughs> well, then on top of that, like they were showing those shots where you could, where he had a light shined on the egg. And he's like, oh, you can like see it. You can see movement inside of it. And I was like, yeah, every fiber of my being was screaming spider. Kill it with right. fire. Right. Like, my God, anything remotely close to a spider, much less a space spider. Like, for fuck's sake, no, dude, you don't go there. Also, giant eggs. Some level of caution needs to be brought to this. Not just like, hey, this is something I have no idea about. Let's just stick my face in it and see how it goes. I I wonder, like, how many Brits... What are you, a dog? (laughs) Like, how many Brits died in steamy jungles doing shit like that? Like, walking up to (laughs) carnivorous plants and stuff, like, during the, you know, the age of colonization and, like... (laughs) <laughs> just like crocodiles, you know, we just keep their mouth open for prey. Like a gorilla in the Congo, be like, let, let's say, chap, where I'm trying to find the nearest pub. <laughs> Do you speak to Queen's gorilla English? Just like rips him in half. <laughs> I'm here to teach you about Jesus. <laughs> good, good heavens! If you didn't know, you could have just said so. <laughs> the tour guides are in the background, like we fucking told him. We told him right. not to fucking do it. You didn't listen. Here we go. Now we got a lawsuit. And the funny thing is, like, our stereotypical British voice is John Hurt. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Definitely. So a little trivia fact about, uh, you know, in the scene how you can see, like, this, like, blue strobe light kind of thing going on around the eggs? Yeah. Oh, you mean, like, the little force field? The fog layer? Yeah. That's on top. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, they borrowed those lights from the Who's lead singer, Roger Daltrey, because he was (laughs) across the street just, like, experimenting with, like, different lights for their uh, upcoming tour. And oh, wow. he just came across it like, hey, can we borrow those for like an hour? He's like, yeah, okay, here you go. <laughs> That's that crazy. conversation was probably off of somebody bumming a cigarette. I was like, hey, did mm-hmm. I bum a cigarette off of you? Yeah, what the fuck are you doing, by the way? Oh, yeah, I got this funny, like, here, let me, let me, let me, let me introduce you to somebody. Hey, red light! What is that? Red light! 
Oh, that's that's a uh, that's a man raping stingray. Oh, okay. Hmm. Interesting. It impregnates you from the inside. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Then after this, Ripley refuses to let the crew back in on the ship, citing quarantine protocol. But Ash, who's also the science officer, ignores her direct order and lets them in anyway. Oh my God. Dude. Well, also, like, when they roll up, like, and the captain's got, like, got his, one of his fucking crew members with something sucking his face off, and he is so low-key about this. He's like, hey, can you all um let us in? We're back. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the fuck? Don't worry dude? about Kane. He's fine. Yeah, he's all right. Kane? What? Yeah. Oh, yeah, he has a thing on his face. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're back, though. It? Anyways. Yeah. Want to see it? Growth. <laughs> is it enchilada it's night? Is it enchilada night? <laughs> Yeah, and fucking this ash. Is, this is this is terrible. I mean, this should have been the military because if you ignore a director in the military, you get fucking hung. Ash yeah. should have been hung. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, it was the one instance of somebody doing something intelligent in mm-hmm. this entire movie is Ripley trying to enforce the protocol, uh, and and Ash being a, a mindless godforsaken robot that just wants everyone to die. It's just like, yeah, fuck that noise. And then when Dallas is back on board, he's like, no, I wanted to be let in. That was the good thing to do. Yeah. yeah. And then Lambert smacks the shit out of Ripley the second she gets back in. Like, almost <laughs> oh, knocks God. her to the ground. Hits her so she hard. She is the worst. She sucks. She's really. the worst. What does she even do on the fucking... What does she even do in this fucking boat? She just types. She just types. <laughs> like, any scene, she's just typing something in the background. She can't figure out where Earth is, which is like, okay, great. You've already failed that job. Like, we're putting you on to fucking admin duty now. <laughs> she is exasperated by everything. It's literally like, oh. I don't know how to spell. <laughs> I don't know how to <laughs> do. My God, dude. I get mean, like, together, seriously, lady. I wanted her to just jump out of a fucking airlock and be done with it because <laughs> I was going to get an anxiety attack just watching her eyeballs slowly pop out of her head more and more throughout the fucking movie. Like, and she's one of I the think, last ones to die. I know. I think the head of the, um, what's the, who are the military guys who, uh, or the pre- with the president, you know? Oh, uh, Secret Service. Secret Service? Secret no, 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 no. Like the generals who like... Um, Joint Chiefs of Staff? Jo- yes. And all those good. Yeah. I think the head of the Joint Chiefs of Staff was like watching this movie and like nudged his wife and was like, see, this is why we don't let him do anything. <laughs> don't let him do anything in the military. It's right here. What about Ripley? <laughs> ah, forget her. Ruins my, my the, argument. Yeah. <laughs> There's always an exception that proves the rule. <laughs> Going back to uh, this character, though. So the actress, she auditioned for Ripley, and they didn't tell her that she didn't get the Ripley role when she arrived on set. So she was pissed because she did not like the character. She's like, I'm, I'm the fucking crybaby one. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. They told her she got the job. She arrives on set and she's like, oh, and they're like, well, no, no, you got a job. You're you're the bitch. You're the you're the pain in the ass. And the fact yep. that she was crying about that kind of proved their point. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but to the point that like Sigourney Weaver auditioned while they already like had she was auditioning around the set. Like the set was already built. Like they were like a few days from filming. Oh wow. Yeah. Damn. Yep. How the fuck do you learn your lines that fast? She's a pro. Yeah, that's she comes true. from she's the, from she's filmmaking the people. Best. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Huh. So the crew then learns that the face hugger um, inserted a, a tube down Kane's throat and he's feeding him oxygen. So they try to cut it off, but the thing is just fucking bleeding acid. Which 
burns through almost the entirety of the hole and should not have stopped burning through the hole, actually. So that was very convenient that it just stopped. Like, oh, it's stopping. <laughs> Thank God we have 25 floors on this spaceship. Jesus. That leads, yeah, that leads to my favorite health and safety moment where you have a bunch of people running around looking up, bare <laughs> eyes, looking for an acid spill. Where is it? Is it here? Oh, God, it hit me. Open your eyes wide. Fuck, That's the, the only way to, way to look for an acid spill. <laughs> Open your mouth, too. And then fucking Captain Dallas, once again, while we don't let Texans in outer space, like goes and touches it with a pen because that's going to show you what. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely oh, acid. It, it, it melted the pen. He's like, yep, it stopped. I don't know. It looks like it's melting the pen right now to me. Yeah, like, dude, uh, you, you, uh, Ripley, give me a finger. <laughs> he just brings the finger up to the thing. Does that hurt? Okay, so we just spoke about this face hugger, um, which wraps itself around your fucking face. It has a ball sack on either side <laughs> of its body and big old fucking like fingers that go around your head, almost like it's just like pushing itself further down your fucking throat. And guess what it is? With a big fucking tube that's not mm. only just feeding you oxygen, but no, it's laying an egg in your fucking stomach. Um, yeah, no more blowjobs. They're off the fucking table. It's not, I mean, sorry, go ahead, Max. I was going to say, this is one of like the rare instances in which John's outland- like outlandish claims actually make sense. <laughs> I was not expecting you to actually be coherent in what you said, but I get, oh, I get that. I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, a little more sober than usual these days. Um, but really, no, I mean, like this thing is like, this was one of the, like, I think might have been the first horror movie, if not one of the only horror movies ever, which like specifically like in a very like rapey sexual way went after men. And yeah. like really freaked yes. men Pregnates out. We're like men. everyone's girlfriends and wives were like, what's the big fucking deal? Fucking pussy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I didn't that, see the big deal either. That's so I, and I could I don't remember where I've heard this or if I'm just making it up, but I my my understanding was that the uh John, oh, John no, is John. uh simulating uh, sexual acts right now. Go on, Bill. <laughs> um the, the the whole thing with the face hugger and the fact that it like bursts out of a chain, like that's supposed to like that's supposed to replicate actual birth like childbirth and like impress but like mm-hmm. from the man's perspective like forcing a man to get pregnant and to give birth and for it to kill him and be violent and gruesome and like that was a very intentional act from ridley scott's perspective yeah and let's face it like if men were the ones that were supposed to birth children we would die every time <laughs> there just wouldn't be any every kids time. there wouldn't be any <laughs> yeah civilization would end would- fucking centuries ago <laughs> Like, I'm not doing that. Like, giving birth to, remember the ones giving birth to children with so much complaining, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> at, at six months, we'd all just stop moving, die by seven months from sedentary nature. Atrophy, muscle atrophy. No, I think we'd just take the eating to the nth degree mm-hmm. and we'd become morbidly obese. We'd all be like, have to have a tractor get us out of there. Or the child would end up like so big that it would just tear us in half. <laughs> oh, I gotta eat for two. Oh, I'm eating for two. He's a big guy. Oh, he's a big guy. Birth out somebody something that's like 25 pounds. Also, 75 percent of the kids would be suffering from like alcohol fetal syndrome too. <laughs> <laughs> a bunch of just fucking like just ogres and creatures roaming the planet. What? What? It's Sunday. I gotta I gotta drink a beer with when I watch football. You drank 12. Yeah. You're pregnant. Game. So what? I'm getting my soluble fiber in. I heard I need to get 38 grams. This whole blood thing, though, is a perfect, it's a perfect, um, I don't know, just a counter 
I'm trying to think the right way. It's a good, it's a great way to just combat anyone saying like, why don't you just shoot the thing? It's like if you shoot yeah. the thing, everyone dies. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. like, yeah. No, it really is lose, genius. Lose. And I mean, it's and you know, you hear um, Ash the android later talking about how yeah, it's like it's the perfect organism. Like it yeah. really is. It's just it's designed to survive, and that's all it does. It just survives. That annoyed um, me. That annoyed me. We'll get there, but that annoyed me. Oh yeah, and I mean, of course, it's completely unfounded. And once again, we're just dealing with another Brit who's just very butthurt over India, and well, they don't just, need to bring that into film. Let me just say this: He's like, oh, you know, it's perfect. It has no remorse. It has no blah 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 blah. It, all it does is like survive. I mean, what? It's like a fucking tiger. That's what a tiger is. <laughs> you, know, you think a tiger like has fucking remorse for the deer it kills? No, it just kills it. I think it's because he's an android and he's programmed. He was forced to have empathy and know how humans feel. And he like, he's envious of this alien who feels nothing. Mm. and doesn't give a fuck and will just do anything to kill you. He's like, I wish I could be like that. And he does, he has a a very profound statement there. He says like, it's not impacted by delusions of uh, morality. And I've been thinking about that for like 72 hours where I'm like, huh, and he tries to use that morality on uh, Dallas when he's, you know, Dallas is like, rip the thing off. And he's like, um, perhaps we should let the facehugger just eat him a little bit longer. I mean, it might kill him if we get rid of it. And he's like trying to like nudge that empathy. And Dallas is like, I don't give a shit. Just fucking rip it off. Yeah. 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 But a little bit later, crew finds that the facehugger detached from Kane's face and is dead. So they dissect it. I love how willy-nilly these three assholes, including Ripley, like, with all of her, like, we can't let anybody in because everyone will get fucking contaminated. So a giant spider cock thing has just came <laughs> off of your crewmate's face and slithered away, you know, and it's, ugh, I'm not even going to get into its innards yet, but, and you're just going to walk into this room like you're looking for a squirrel. And you yes! let the door open. Yes! You let the fucking door open. Like, no masks, no gowns, no nothing. And then, and then they just go and chill with Kane. They just like, all right, well, it seems like Kane's good. Like, let's go get a meal and go back into the chamber. Did did you at least like give the dude an X-ray or something? He had a tube in his chest for for fucking a half hour or something. Like, what the? What are you doing? They're like sitting at dinner, and they're like, hey, so what? Why were you in the infirmary again? <laughs> Anyways, it's it's been so long. <laughs> let's just start eating here, fellas. Hey, you want some low mane that you're gonna immediately uh, have something spring out of your chest with? Dude, dude. Yeah, we're getting to that right now, or are we? Because it looks uh, like this little bumpy ride was, uh, you know, it's all over now. Thankfully, Kane woke up. Looks like things are gonna be uh, some smooth sailing going forward as we see the crew laughing and drinking beers with their last dinner before hypersleep when a fucking xenomorph just bursts out of Kane's chest. <laughs> And so the best part about this, and I'm sure, Max, that you got this written down, but that um, Ridley Scott didn't tell anyone else except for Kane what the fuck was about to happen. So every look of horror, like getting splashed by blood, our favorite asshole Lambert in the background going, (laughs) like everybody was legitimately freaked the fuck out. So like just like the audience who had never seen anything like this before, all the actors in person got to see this shit and get splattered with fake blood while something just launched out of this guy's chest, looked around at everybody, just like hissed and said, I'm going to fucking eat your babies and then ran off. Parker tries to kill it and Ash says no, (laughs) and then it runs away. Yeah. Little fucker. And perfect casting for Lambert then. If that was just her raw reaction. reaction. Yeah. She got sprayed with that blood. 
I like how they got her specifically. Yeah, it's like okay, yes. let's get her real bad. It's like John. Now we need you her. to stand right here. Yeah, yes, right here. Just stand right here. Why? Don't worry. Just this is the perfect shot. Why is the entire set covered in plastic around us? Don't worry about that. <laughs> John, you actually originally told me that story to that trivia fact back in college. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. It's just so amazing. Is it's like how many amazing shots of like has Hollywood been able to pull off? Like same thing with um, what's his face Hans getting thrown out of yep. the fucking building in Die Hard. They didn't tell him that he was going to let him go before three. You know, it's the same thing. Just to like really get a pure human reaction out of it. That fucking worked. I would have loved to see if I was on set. I would have shit my pants. <laughs> so I, the whole thing is that they knew from the script that a chest burster was going to come out, but they didn't know when and they didn't know like how much blood and gore was going to happen because like r- a few days before um, Ridley Scott like amped it up by like five times. He's like yeah. more blood, more blood, more blood, more blood. So they like, just fucking just... Pfft. And that the sound effects of like the rib cage breaking open, oh, like and it was the first oh, break. So that disturbing. was the one that still to this day even got me. The first one in the shirt because you just see it. You hear the ribs shatter. Oh, you see yeah. its head hit the shirt. The blood goes everywhere, and then you're just sitting there with your to this day with my jaw open. And like, they actually make a, else in that room, but they make of like a human reaction because it it just gets silent and everyone's just freezes. They do nothing at first. Like all their immediate reaction is just they're all just stunned. Which yeah. like if. You guys just saw, you know, if I we're just talking and then out of nowhere, a fucking chest burst just exploded out of me. Like, yeah, you, your initial reaction would just be like, just frozen. They're yeah, all, just, they're all just trying to like treat him like he's having a seizure at first. Like they're all kind of panicking a little bit, but they're doing something. But then, yeah, like, like you said, that you get that first crack in the, the blood on the shirt and everyone's just like, oh boy, what the fuck? Was what? Yeah, <laughs> dude. <laughs> Space damn. diabetes, dude. That's not to be trifled with. That scene is so fucking good. Yeah. Ugh. Still. Holds up. And pasta ruined. Yeah. Ruined. Once again. I also love that in Spaceballs, John Hurt yeah. repraised the same role <laughs> at dinner eating. He's like, oh, not again. <laughs> 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 I love that he did that. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. All right. So now shit's getting real. And the crew sets out to kill the alien, except for Ash, who says that they should catch it, but not kill it. Anyways, the human... Uh, Why do people listen to Ash? <laughs> Just stop listening to that fucking weirdo. The science officer's always got to be just, like, a little bit off. Um, now, do we, you cover, are you going to cover the burial? I got a fun mm, fact about the no. burial. So, you've got, like, the naval burial, where they still do it very much like you would at sea, where you, you put them in the big burlap sack, and, you you know, you say some words, and you throw them off into the ocean. In this case, you throw them into space. They, I was very curious if they, because you have to stitch those up by hand when you put them together. And traditionally, the last stitch, and this is from Master and Commander, and I'm pretty sure it's true, but you actually do the last stitch to the nose, just to make sure that they're still dead. Hmm. And I was like, huh, I wonder if they still did that kind of shit. There's just like a lot of old school traditions that you would have. Because it's like a giant ship. Like, dude, throw them in the fucking ice locker and then, you know, you'll be able to bury them on Earth or whatnot. But no, they still just blow them out into outer space and shit. You know, it's like, oh, all right, well. Oh, now, yeah, and Ripley's like, oh, so now we're talking about quarantines, huh, guys? Okay. (laughs) Yeah, congratulations. Yeah, fucking blow me. I'm going to go into my bedroom. Fuck off. (laughs) I would have given up if I was Ripley. I would have just been like, yep, you guys suck. I'm going to bed. Put me back in this fucking like little, yeah, put me back in this little fucking like cryo sleep chamber. Just, just get in the, like the, uh, the the escape pod right away. Like, look, I'm going to go in the escape pod, go to sleep. 
just blow up the ship when you're ready and send me out. All right. I'm trusting <laughs> you guys. Right. So that's the thing later too with the escape pod is that um they can only fit three people. So like the initial plans, like they can't even do that originally. Which yeah. sucks. Like they have the, all this shit is just like a fucking airtight. Like any kind of counter you had, like any kind of argument you would really have, it's like, nah, that's why. I never really thought about that though. Why the fuck does a ship that has like seven people on the crew have one space pod that can only accept three people? Is this the Titanic? Well, it's well, a shuttle. It's, it's not even an escape pod. Oh, oh okay. yeah, and it's kind of like an escape pod but it, it's it's an escape shuttle yeah and it's self-sustaining and you can go into cryo sleep and all that but honestly you know it, everything once again is run by a giant corporation that's trying to cut costs and just look at the titanic they didn't have enough flight boats same bullshit just same bullshit just someone cutting fucking costs like well if it's that bad and they gotta run well there's only gonna be three of them left or so everyone better be dead before they try running away <laughs> how much are we spending on lifeboats good heavens <laughs> how much is the insurance? Okay, and how much is the lifeboat? Okay, 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 good. No more lifeboats. <laughs> All right, so the human ashtray, Brett, he's the first one to go. When this, uh, He comes face-to-face with the now fully-grown xenomorph. Xenomorph, yeah, not xenomorph. Yeah, xenomorph. Xenomorph, yeah. which uh, opens its second mouth and latches itself on the Brett before just lifting him into the air shaft. Well, once again, I really, I really actually, I'd like to give that murder, that death to the cat, Jonesy. Oh my God. Cause yeah, that's all his fault. Fucking, uh, why do they keep going after this cat? Stop going after the cat. Let's look, look, I like cats. I have a cat. I love my cat. If I'm on a spaceship with a killer, like eight foot tall alien that's murdering everyone, fucking leave with the cat. Leave yep. the goddamn cat. Who cats gives a on shit? Own at that point. Yeah. I think that the cat is actually like a company-issued cat because everyone seems to have common ownership over this cat and equally give a shit about this cat. And I think it was literally put on the—it's put on these ships to like keep everybody psychologically somewhat normal and balanced. Like that's really what it's fucking there for. So I think it's like everybody's psychological crutch, and like that's kind of where it is. Like, oh, we got to get the fucking cat. It's part of. It's built into the bonus plan if you come back with the cat. It's like one of those like fifth grade experiments <laughs> with the sack of flour as a baby. If you come back a week later and it's not destroyed, you win. Oh my God. You get fucking extra credit. Way to go. It's great. <laughs> I, I love in this scene though, like uh, leading up to that, the Brett's death. Um, so the Ash gives them like the motion detecting thing. And he says that it's set on uh, like micro changes in the air pressure or something yeah, like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and like the first instance that they're using it, Ripley, it goes off like behind a door and Ripley's like fucking micro air movements, that bullshit. Like she just <laughs> yep. immediately calls him out. Like, I love, I love that. it. That's so yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. There, there was a scene earlier when she talks to Dallas and she's like, how well do you know, Ash? And he's like, I've been using the same science guy for the last five missions. They just brought him on two days before this launch. Like, I don't know him. It's like, I don't trust him. He's like, I don't care. That's what like Dallas yeah. is being a bad boss. But like Ripley a, is just, she's fucking on and top of it the entire time. The entire movie. Yeah, well, she's the one who decodes the actual um, distress signal yep. as being truthfully... Um, um, it's a warning uh, sign. Yeah, a SOS. warning sign. Yeah. And it all just keeps pointing back to Ash has just been sandbagging them the entire time to make sure that this exact scenario fucking happened. And she's the only one who's picked up on it. I mean, she doesn't actually put two and two together until... Well, the android tries shoving a magazine down his throat, but, um, you know. It's yeah, and he's bleeding there. jizz, but besides that part. It's <laughs> fucking weird. I yeah. just love, I I wish they, like, kind of leaned into Dallas being, like, 
just like a a beat a downtrodden like divorce guy who's just like, who's just like hey yeah uh, you know i've been using the same science guy for like why'd they just bring him over it's like yeah my wife's a bitch what'd you say <laughs> make him like, a little bit more like dan from halloween three yeah exactly exactly <laughs> who cares <laughs> oh why god I, he would have been great why in this movie the ship because you you make me pay two grand an alimony a month karen <laughs> <laughs> my wife took everything from me in the divorce, including my fucking planet. <laughs> Hold on, they're bitching at me some, about some killer alien on board. Shut the fuck up, I'm on the phone. <laughs> Put the kids on, I want to say goodnight. They're my kids too, Karen. <laughs> Ripley goes in, he's just sitting there smoking a cigarette. She's like trying to talk to him. He's like, Ripley, I just, I don't give a shit. Yeah. I just don't care. Yeah, bring that killer alien in here right now. Let's kill me. Die in a minute. Yeah. <laughs> Then that bitch wife doesn't get any more of my fucking money. <laughs> ah, Jesus, who's fucking calling me? And it's a goddamn divorce lawyer. Fuck. Get out of here, Ripley. I don't give a shit about your fucking intuition. You know I gotta pay for that guy too. I gotta pay for that guy too. <laughs> so the crew, back to the movie. So the crew then devises a plan where uh, they'll use fire to drive the alien from the air ducts because they've uh, come up with the fact that that's how it's traveling around. And they'll push it into an airlock so then it can blow it into space. So Dallas climbs in, and um, honestly, I think this is the creepiest part of the movie. It's not the alien. It's that fucking, that, like, skyfall shaft thing that's all blackness. Yep. That is so goddamn creepy because it's just, there's, it's like the bottom of the ocean. It's just black. Like, you can't see anything. Yeah. 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 And this is where we find out two things. The rest of the crew doesn't give a shit about Dallas. (laughs) And Dallas... It doesn't give a shit about himself. He's just, he's ready yeah. to die. <laughs> he's like, oh yeah, go in the air ducts alone. Then the dock sounds good. <laughs> yeah, he does sure. have alimony payments. That's exactly what <laughs> yeah. this is. You guys hit the nail right on the fucking head. He's just trying to find a way out without committing suicide. Like I think, like, yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely without committing suicide. And Ripley was about to be like, do you think that's a good idea? And everyone else was like, shut up, Ripley. You were on the last mission, Ripley. Just let him do it. But like also like so they they you know they said like we're gonna use fire to like kind of corral this thing like and they make flamethrowers once again the fucking space mechanics saving the day they fucking jury rig up a fucking flamethrower that is intense they are MVPs yeah. throughout mm-hmm, yeah. well I guess the other one's already dead yeah Whatever, Parker you know mostly, I mean. mostly Parker Parker yeah yeah mostly yeah. Parker he's the fucking man dude he is the man <laughs> yeah so Dallas clears the first two junctions. But then the alien pops up on their GPS bleepy bloopy thing, and it's getting closer. So Dallas starts to panic and begins to run the safety, but instead he runs into a corner and just gets right into the warm embrace of this slimy alien. Big old fucking bear hug, dude. He says, Hey! (laughs) Every time I see that part, Hey! (laughs) Well, it does. It goes, Hoo! I love it. It gives him jazz hands a little bit. Yeah. Almost like he's throwing some skeet. Just skeet, skeet, skeet. That's the first time you, I think the point of that is just this is the first time you actually see it. So, like, he's shown True. his full wingspan of how big he is. Oh, so they gave the guy him in the shot. suit was 6'10. Yeah. So, oh, shit. His, his yeah. name is Balaji Badejo, Nigerian student who they found at a bar in London. A talent <laughs> agent just looked at him. He's like, You want to be in a movie? <laughs> you want to play I mean, this weird, God. freaky alien? <laughs> you don't find eight foot people around except for in a bar. So, yeah, that makes sense. Yep. That makes sense. 
There's Good heavens, whole... you are a large black man. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to be in a movie? <laughs> There's a hilarious picture of that dude um, behind the scenes, and he's like, he had to stay in the suit in between takes, and he's just sitting on like a bench, just looking all sad. He looks like Keanu, and that's you know that you know that that meme of Keanu on the on the park yeah. bench. Just, that's yeah. what the alien looks like. He's all slumped over, just sitting there. Well, man, fuck. Probably sweating like ridiculously, yep. ridiculously hot, de- dehydrated. Everybody oh, passed out in this is- movie. That was Everybody a recurring thing. Out. People were continually. Every single cast member passed out. They were doing some faraway shots, so uh, Ridley Scott had his kids in the suits, and then they passed out. So then he like went and changed the suits once his fucking once it actually you know came home to him. Holy there he is. There's a picture of him. Yeah, that's so fucking creepy. Crazy. That's it. That's his IMDb picture. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. He better cool. have fucking royalties till the end of time, being the first guy to jump into this fucking suit. Because yeah, you know he doesn't. <laughs> I know, I know, I fucking know. It's but like God the lady man. played E.T. She got like 20 grand. That was it. I know, I know. Or the, or the not 20th Century Fox, but the other production company with the lady with the fucking torch. You know, yeah. same thing. They paid her like 50 bucks or something. Yep. And then like, there you are for the rest of time. Well, bibbidi bobbidi, we'll take your royalty request as compensation and counter it with bus fare. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you are a good denizen of the empire. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so at this point... Ripley, she's the only one that's still keeping her shit together. Lambert, she's just having a complete fucking meltdown. It just can't do anything but just hysterically cry. And then you got Parker, who's just in like full vengeance mode. He's like smashing the fucking flamethrower on the table. Just be like, let's fucking kill this thing. Like he's just ready to go. And then you got Ash, who's just a murderous robot. So is this the first like movie where the black guy didn't die first? I said that to Nikki last night. When we were watching at the scene when he like throws his thing on the table, he's like, "Man, it's like Parker must be happy." He's like, "I cannot believe that multiple white people have died before me." I know exactly. <laughs> Ridley Scott was way ahead of his time. <laughs> Just flipping Remember, it all. Always when in a really really tough situation, kill the Brit first. <laughs> kill all the Brits and then go for somebody yeah, else. Yeah, then you're good because yeah. you don't have like an oh it's sticky moment. You don't need that. And we don't have time. For, we don't have tea time right now. Right. We're dying. Right. Yep. We don't have time. They're always looking to do like second breakfast, you know, 11 days. <laughs> Bunch of fucking hobbits. Yeah, about second know, breakfast, right. people. <laughs> <laughs> so in this scene too, I love how Ripley, she's kind of just like, you know, putting out orders for everybody to do shit because, you know, she still has her composure. And then she just tells Ash to keep on doing what he's been doing, which is nothing. Absolutely oh, nothing. It. Love it. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah. And yep. he just slinked away. He was just like, yep, I deserve mm. that. But <laughs> joke's on you, because I'm about to fucking joke you in uh, a couple minutes. Yeah, so Ripley overrides the AI console and learns that the company secretly ordered Ash to bring the alien back to Earth and that the crew's expendable. Oh, shit! Then Ash, who must have been under the cloak of invisibility with the ring to rule them all, just appears out of nowhere... And just tries to kill Ripley. Oh, shit! Jesus Christ, Tim, you're just breathing at that microphone so hard. <laughs> this is I, where Tim starts to get excited. This is, yeah, the murder scene is where Tim's What's like, What's happening yeah. next, Max? Yeah? 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 I know a magazine down his throat, you know? He's, he's crumbling up that magazine. What's he going to do with it? That is just... So it's just an odd thing all around. And, like, once again, there are very weird, like, dark sexual overtones throughout this entire movie. Lots of violation. But, like, rolling up a magazine 
to shove down someone's throat to suffocate them, one, is not very effective because they can still breathe out of their fucking nose. Um, I've, I've, I've looked at the anatomy. It just it doesn't make sense. But he tries it anyway. And like, even if you were like, oh, well, he doesn't want to do it with his hands because then the crew will know that he killed her kind of a thing so there won't be any marks. Like, dude, that's going to paper cut the shit out of your fucking mouth, dude. Dude, I think I... I was thinking the whole time, like, he's still an alien and he's trying to, like, fucking funnel some alien babies into her mouth. I mean, perhaps. And he's definitely, he's gone into full meltdown. I just think that, I mean, I think you have to, so you see that he, when, when, uh, when Parker comes in, like, he tries to get a hold of him and, and Ash just, like, nonchalantly throws him away. So you, like, he's got, like, super android strength, too. Um. I, I at that point I kind of assumed that maybe he wasn't trying to suffocate her because like you could say you could breathe through your nose. Um, I think he was maybe just trying to like crush her windpipe with a rolled up magazine. Regardless, it's weird. You you're an android with apparently the ability to just like throw a man across the room. Just so here's my take: crush then, her face we'll ask, with your, your hand. We'll ask John after this because I want I like to hear everybody's take on this. So I think that he's having a malfunction because he's not programmed to yeah. kill humans. So he's geeking out. He doesn't know what to do. So he's just like, ah, I need the killer. Uh, how about this, this notebook? <laughs> like, here you go. That's not me, right? It's the paper that's doing it. Like he, because the second they pull him off, he just starts going, like, he's like a fucking sprinkler. He's just You're right. all over yeah, the yeah. place. Yeah. And he is, he is having a malfunction because like when he comes back out, you know, and she sees him after she's like pushed his ass away or whatever, you know, like when they were inside of the, you know, the big mother hub or whatnot talking to the computer and, you know, you got the white blood coming down off of his scalp and everything. Like when the camera pans off from him right before you get the last shot of him before he just like goes like, I'm going to choke you, bitch. Like before that happens, you hear him go. (laughs) Yeah. He, He giggles so he is like freaking out so i don't know if maybe that some wire crossed and maybe androids do like to fuck i don't know and but there are some novels alien novels that are canon and apparently some androids do have sex so maybe there is something there i don't know but you want to see androids have sex just watch westworld that's half of the show yeah exactly i mean also you know ai get to see jude law you know lay down some fucking android pipe dude that was fucking good i'd let him do it he could serenade me to fucking bed (laughs) yeah and then um i didn't write anything down here as far as just like they reprogram him when he's just decapitated and he just tells he pretty much tells them that they're all fucked and then he like mocks them he's like but you have my sympathies (laughs) he's like what a fucking dick i know Uh, oh i the the one thing I have there, I mean, this is this movie is phenomenal and holds up in a mm. lot of ways. One way that it does not is the transition <laughs> the cut. from yes. yeah, oof, it's oof, so bad. that's rough. That is they rough. don't know what to do. It's yeah. like a paper mache face, and then his face. Yeah. Well, it's also I mean, it's like this here's is what like, you do: you don't burn it. What? Well, no, no. Before it. that, before, no, before that, that, when they're like. They're messing with his head and they're like trying to get oh, it to yeah. stand up yeah, and they're yeah, trying yeah. to get it to stand up. And it's literally like a mannequin's face. There's It doesn't look yeah, at all cut. like the actor. Yeah. And then like yeah. cut completely different lighting, completely different face. Like nothing is the same. It like almost like fades to black for a second, too. Like it's, yeah. it's not even a good cut. Yeah, that was a rough one. Yeah, it's just Great, yeah. like. I mean, I don't know. I mean, like, you got, he is, so, for all the shit that we're giving, like, this character, like, Ian Holmes, like, one of the greatest actors, like, classical actors, like, ever to walk the fucking earth. Like, if there's anyone who could figure out how to make it believable with his head stuck through a fucking Mm. table, he could have done it. Like, they could have let him do that. It would have been fine. 
Which is what they did when they did the cut, but it's just oh, what, it's yeah. the whole thing when they're like detaching his body that they show and they like shove it to a corner and then they do a quick cut and then it's his face under yeah, a table. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're which right. is the rough Daniel part. Daniel Day-Lewis would have gone method and let him cut his head off. <laughs> <laughs> he's probably asking that for his last movie. Even though he said he already did his, did his last movie, he's coming back for another one, I guarantee it. He'll come back at some point. He will be shot on camera. <laughs> he will die on camera. <laughs> he will fucking die on camera. <laughs> All right, so now there's three people left. And the crew decides to take the shuttle to nuke the ship from space. But before they can do that, the fucking alien just ambushes and kills Parker and Lambert. Fucking what Lambert. What are they doing with all the fucking bottles? Lambert. They're trying to get like oxygen or something? It's coolant. coolant. It's coolant, which doesn't make any sense because Sigourney Weaver's, she has, well, she's saying like get a lot of coolant for the air filtration system, which makes no sense. It was just like they were doing like a throwaway sci-fi thing. Like, oh, go get the things. It has something to do with the air system. Blah, blah, blah. Go over here so you can get killed. That yeah, yeah. That, that always kind of bothered because I'm because then like the next scene she there, there's just a self destruct sequence. You didn't need to do anything. You just needed to press that button. I I, I thought the things that the the cylinders that they were collecting were for were for the ship that they were getting on. But now that I say yeah. that Sigourney Weaver never went and got those cylinders. No. So, but they she didn't need those because they were going to be three people on the lifeboat as opposed to one. So I don't think that the the air system or whatever is how they're kind of like letting it passively explain itself. Like, Oh, it's just one person. They don't need as much to make sure that she can stay alive and breathe. I see. I can see that. How many, um, like hyper chambers did they have? They they just had two right on that shuttle. (sighs) I don't, I don't remember. I think there were three. Were there there three? I believe because it was built for three. I mean, I would, we're assuming that it would have enough for three, but then again, we are dealing with like the East India space company right now. So they definitely were cutting corners. (laughs) So we don't know. They are the East India. That that is a great way to say it. Space truckers (laughs) and they're the fucking East India space company. (laughs) Fuck the crew. This is Lambert Lambert turning. (laughs) Kill the boy. Kill the boy. (laughs) Impregnate the boy. Freeze him. (laughs) Shove this space cock down his throat. We are from Holland. We come to bring you waffles into space. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the Belgians do Oops. the waffles, but fuck them. Yeah, the Dutch, the Dutch do the waffles, and they we and then we gave them a sex act. Tim, you remember that? But they do. Yeah, they got they got Dutch waffles. Okay. And they, uh, I'm pretty sure they did uh, waffles and chicken for the first time. Hmm. Maybe not Nashville. Interesting. Um. Well, I'm also taking that from um, Deuce Bigelow, Mel Gigolo, so don't oh. take that as actual. <laughs> Wasn't expecting that. that movie to get an appearance in Alien. Hey, you still bring me on this show. There's a lot of fucking synapses that misfire. Yeah. So. I get all my facts from Rob Schneider movies. <laughs> so I'm not getting a vaccine. Rob Schneider movie, The Animal, one of the few times you get to see a hairy man ass. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. That ass don't quit, dude. <laughs> All right, so Ripley, she's now on her own, and she sets uh, the ship to self-destruct and makes her mad dash to the shuttle, only to see the xenomorph there just waiting for her. So then she goes to cancel the nuke, but it's too late. So do we think that Sigourney thought or knew that her career would be built completely out of scenes of her running through corridors with a flamethrower? Like movie after movie after movie after movie of just Sigourney Weaver running sweaty through a dark corridor with a flamethrower. Like, <laughs> it's been like Probably every not. movie until like she did everything else. I mean, if you got a shtick, you know, if it ain't, if it ain't, uh, if it ain't 
Broke. Broken. Don't fix it. That's the order of the words that I was shooting for. There yeah, it is. Okay. Okay. George W. Bush over here. <laughs> if it ain't fixed, don't broke it. Okay. <laughs> fool me. Good. Fool me once. Fool, wait. Fool me twice. Wait. Shit. <laughs> Somebody get Cheney in here. Go on, President Bush. Yes. Squibby <laughs> Bush. <laughs> I do that. That is so good, though. I mean, like, how often do you have the countdown where you know the hero gets yeah. it just in the nick of time, and she doesn't? She just doesn't. She's like, damn I it! She's, I think yeah. she says that too. She's, damn it! Well, she's also screaming at the computer the entire time. Like, she, she says it first, like "you bitch," and like breaks, yeah. the, you know, breaks a monitor, and then like as she's still running through the corridor, still screaming, and because I have the subtitles on, "you fucking bitch," just running down the <laughs> fucking corridors. It's so good. So, I want to take a an an informal poll here, because honestly, I'm just gonna like let it. I'm just gonna let it blow up and die. Like this is. I don't have that amount of will to live that she does to do go through all of this. I'm just like, listen, too lazy. Yeah. I'm just like, listen, <laughs> fuck it. You know, okay, I'm Dallas. not all that. I'm not that important. No, one actually, no one actually wants me around. I don't really feel like being around that much anymore. So let's just, let's just blow up, man. What do you think? Like a good way to go. I'm on board. Is, is, is your wife listening? Great way to go. You get fucking atomized. He has zero. Pain. Yeah, that is true. Just boom, done. Yep. Tim saw yeah, the, sh- the shark in Jaws. He, he would just jump straight into the mouth. He's like, fuck <laughs> this. This is way too much work. I'm not swimming back to shore from here. Dude, like the first time the first time it chewed through that 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 wire on the boat, I would have been jumping in. Well, we're, I guess we're done here, folks. <laughs> it's been a pleasure, guys. <laughs> just, <Yeah>. What? <laughs> just jump right in. Yeah, you like right you would not have it, wanted yeah. me on Apollo 13. Um, this this reminds me strongly of Tim's Tim's sexual preferences. Absolutely no effort whatsoever. Exactly. But here's here's the informal poll. Would you would any of you guys like gone through all that shit? Fuck yeah, live? dude. And I would have definitely saved the cat. No, I just tell I tell you that's one thing. I would have punted that cat into the. Uh, <laughs> yes, I would have thrown the cat at the alien. <laughs> Could you see that? Just. She she fucking like yeah. Well, first the xenomorph just kicks it to the sides. Like I don't want you. Oh and then later, like she, we're watching. Like Nikki's like, God damn, she's beating the shit out of that cat. Like she keeps like kicking it and just like, dude. She, like, yeah, she it's runs like Ace through and- with that note with that big package in the beginning of Ace Ventura. <laughs> yeah. Like bouncing against walls, doing cartwheels thought- with it. I was watching, I was watching, like, I thought at first that that was, like, a canister of, like, food or something like that. You know, like, just supplies that she was carrying for the ship. And then, like, the the xenomorph looks into it, and it's like, oh, God, she's been pretty fucking rough with that cat. And then, like, she comes back, and she gets it, and she's running onto the spit, like, the escape pod, and she just fucking hucks it. She, she like, does. thrusts it. She, like, spikes it. Yeah. I mean, it bounces. it's definitely, like... It's the most punk rock fucking pet carrier I've ever seen. I mean, it's just made out of just sheet metal with a little bit of fucking, like, just big old fucking plasteel bullshit clear aluminum on the front of it. It's fucking intense. But, yeah, she takes it. She punts it down. It's basically what we envision when we see FedEx or UPS, like, handling any of our fragile Fragile. packages. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I would love to see someone just put in sound effects, like, a clip of that scene of just, like, the cat going, like, meow. <laughs> just like every single time she hits it, yeah, like the you know the cat sound effects from Monty Python. Yeah, exactly. Like beating yeah. the cat, <laughs> men in black with the pugs, <laughs> and they're all surprised when the cat's like scared and runs away from them. Well, yeah, you like, wonder why. Also, like how how much does it speak to cats to a cat's ability 
to survive that even the alien doesn't even get near it throughout the entire movie. Like, even <laughs> yeah. it's like, I'm not fucking catching it. Let yeah. him go. I think it's because the cat and the alien had an agreement. She's like, hey, I'll get, you, I'll get you a couple if you let me go. And he's like, all right, deal. No, that's true. Like, let's just be real about this. Cats are the universe's, like, top predator. Flat yeah. out, fundamental. That's just like a... If you put a tiger on that ship with that xenomorph, the tiger's going to be picking its teeth with the bones <laughs> or that xenomorph. It's just like, it's just ruthless. It's more ruthless than that xenomorph is. Fuck yeah, dude. Did you see the cat when it watched what, uh, John Hurt get fucking, or not John Hurt, but uh, the other guy, Harry Dean Stanton, Brett, get pulled up into the things. It's yep. just like, hmm. nice. Yep. Yeah, that's what <laughs> I'd do to time. it too if I could. Huh. Well done. Well done, alien. Touche. Yep. Good technique. Touche. Mm. Man, you got some serious ups. That's yeah. great. Huh. How does that tail work out for you? Do you think I should point, like, make sharpen mine? Huh. <laughs> should I impale people with my tail? Huh. Right up the butt. <laughs> yep, that wasn't good. <laughs> Not good at all. Nope. Oh, my God. Imagine if the face huggers weren't face huggers, but they were um, butt, butt huggers. huggers. Yeah. Butt huggers. Dude, <laughs> holy shit. Oh then, then this would just be Shawshank Redemption. Yeah, I, I'd rather have the face hugger <laughs> than the butt hugger. <laughs> yeah, they'd be called the sisters yeah. then. Oh my god, it just like staples itself into your ass cheeks. Andy's farts never made a sound anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Andy had no problem climbing through two football fields worth of shit after that happened. Yeah, so, oh yeah, also, so the director's cut. So while she's doing this, like, mad chase through, um, she runs into Dallas and Brett, who are cocooned. Oh, really? Is, mm. and, yeah, and, and so Dallas is still alive. you did watch the director's cut. Okay. Yeah, and Dallas oh, is still alive. And, yeah, that was in the, they, they cut it from the original, but. Oh, uh, yeah. okay. He's still and then alive, she burns and Dallas. she's just like, well, fuck you. No, she burns him. Oh. Because yeah. he, he yeah, asks to do it. Yeah. Oh, because he's like, I'm going to die anyways. Well, he's got to get fucking chest burst oh, because he's already been impregnated. Right, and right, yeah, he's all, yeah. It's been a rough day for, for old Dallas. He just wants to let it go. Yeah. <laughs> no. Little uh, good old uh, death by deep throat, man. It's just not good. Burn me, Ripley. Don't let that bitch get it all. <laughs> <laughs> burn me like my wife burned my fucking bank account. <laughs> I, I got to be honest. I don't know. I mean, what's a worse way to go? Like, just burning flamethrower yeah. straight to the face or or having something burst out of your chest probably i really I don't know that's a preferable option chest man i think yeah i th- i'm honestly burst ha- out of your chest that's quick it has to be flamethrower otherwise he wouldn't have asked for it he has to be going through some serious pain to i mean you have a fucking alien just crawling around your stomach yeah 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 yeah, yeah. It, t- it took a they little while for it to, to get get happen killed. to kane though yeah I don't know. Well, he was all cocooned. I think it was all expedited. A little, little different. I could see that. Yeah. Apples and oranges. It doesn't honestly, and leading into the next movies, it's not necessarily canon anyway, so it's fine that they cut it out. doesn't really matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. the whole thing, it's like, what? The xenomorph. So how does it work? So like, I mean, the, the facehugger impregnates a human. The human, or the, 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 that, which then turns into an alien, which then the chestburster is the alien. Correct. So then, how do they without, plant eggs? With, so without the presence of um, a queen already, an isolated xenomorph actually does turn into a queen, um, funny enough, which then starts to produce eggs, which Got then 
goes and creates more drones, and then the cycle continues. But yes, it's kind of like um, yeah, it's it's kind of like yeah, it's very much like a bug. And but yeah, it'll it'll kind of morph into that if it's like oh, like there's no queen around, I'll turn into one. Um, I I do recall that from just me being a, a nerd way back and looking into it. So. We should have you lead the show, John, for this episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, I remember you used to play the Alien, like that PS, was a PS2 oh, game back yeah, in college? Dude. It Al- was yeah. fucking great, man. I actually, I've been meaning to get Alien Isolation um, ever since, uh, for like the past week, ever since we watched this, uh, just because it's literally you as Ripley's like daughter um, going through the same situation, but it's just you on a ship with an alien and you're just getting away from it. Like, super cool. Yeah. That, that was something there were there were parts of this movie that were very very video game esque and like uh-huh. you know at a time where that wasn't really a thing like there there oh, you yeah. can see things in movies now where like oh my god they're clearly just like trying to tie this to a first person shooter that they're going to make afterwards or something like that like it's kind of stupid like it doesn't fully detract from or pull away but like it can take you out of the experience they weren't mm-hmm. doing that in this and there were scenes where like you had that first person experience mm-hmm. from Ripley and you had the strobe lights going and like dark hallways. So it was like terrifying, but it was just like a video game. Yeah. And a great uh, movie ride. You know, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And like everything was still original, like blowing it out of the airlock. Spoiler alert. Like, I mean, like that was original and like it never was ever since then. Ever since when anything gets blown out of an airlock, it's like, oh, <laughs> oh yeah, okay. Very original, folks. Very original. Great. <laughs> Super influential. Yeah. All right, so now it's T-minus one minute, the self-destruction. So Ripley says, fuck it. And she's just prepared to fight this thing, but no one's there. So she straps into the shuttle and makes out in the nick of time as the uh, the space truck explodes. She should have fought it right off the bat. (laughs) Well, that's what that's okay. So that is what you get out of um, Aliens, actually. The second movie is you get closure with that. She goes to fucking battles like get away from our bitch yeah like it just you goes super hard yeah dude so, <laughs> so like good. i guess that's the other part that it brings to where you really get a showdown with ripley just being like no nah, fuck this i've done this dance before we're not running this time of fucking you up right? yep it's intense yeah and then by the third one she does just says fuck it i'll just die with you yeah <laughs> and yeah yeah exactly world star yeah, exactly world star <laughs> <laughs> i do like the progression of these movies with her though like they do a good job of yeah like yeah. it does make sense like i'm I could talk about this about aliens all day, but like just the, the PTSD that she has in the second movie from this movie through all throughout is so good and so it's ahead of so its time. good, so ahead of its time. I don't understand the massive blast happening three times though. That was kind of weird. It did. It kept going. Um, that was strange. It it, it did kept it. it I it doesn't make any sense. And the only thing I could think it's like okay, so you got the ship blows up and then the refinery blows up and then like the minerals blow up. Maybe I don't fucking know. That's the only thing I can think about. Maybe yeah, there's like, like multiple reactors running this thing or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's a nuclear explosion. It's in space, so gravity. Uh, maybe I don't I, know. But there, there was no reason to it's do weird. Three. And it's like how many times I can see her go through like just whiplash, like you know, fifty g force, you know, fucking weird bullshit. It's like, okay, is she gonna make it? Or is she not gonna make it? Very reminiscent, and, though, again of two thousand one Space Odyssey. It's like that final launch when he goes through. Mm-hmm. It's the same kind of shot with the. The reflection and everything going through a spacesuit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, I'm confusing myself because I have a note here. It's my last note. And it says, the alien with an ass that just don't fucking quit, dude. And I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but we can get into this part, I guess. Okay. Yeah. 
So once again, it looks like everything's going to be okay. And Ripley strips down to her youth small medium underwear. And uh, she's getting ready to go to hypersleep. Oh, fuck, the aliens on the shuttle! Hey, hey, y'all, hey. Hey. May I have this dance, was, my lady? Was, <laughs> lady at rest. <laughs> nobody, nobody puts Ripley in a corner. Well, like, it actually was being very polite. And I'll let you guys jump into what we were talking before we started the show. But it was being very polite. Like, she ran back into, the into like, the broom closet with the spacesuits and, like, looks at it and still, like, mm. hey. Hey. It's not moving. It's so just, yeah, I what looked, the fuck was the deal with that? I looked, I looked into that because I'm like, why is this thing just like so sluggish now compared to before? Yeah, and I think Ridley Scott has said something like, the thing, it, it's like one of those bugs that kind of just like lives a day, like it it reached like full maturity in a day, which means then it's gonna die in a day. So it's pretty much dying already. That's oh, why it's so right. slow and not really moving well. Oh, so if they just fucking, like, sacked up for another, like, day, they would have been out of this thing. They didn't know that. Yeah, that's a good point. (laughs) That is a good point. I mean, it was was moving pretty quickly when they saw it, so. Yeah, because I was always wondering that, too. Like, what, is it just, like, is it full and sluggish, like, Thanksgiving? Like, it ate too many people, just gonna take a nap? But I think it's because it is dying. It was smitten. (laughs) I think so. I think it did like her. I mean, like, well, I guess in Alien 3, it's because she, well, I'm going to spoil this for everybody, but she has an alien inside of her because it almost eats her, and it comes up, gives her a little kiss, and then runs off. <laughs> the movie, the third movie fucking sucks. It really did. So I mean, it was, it was it was only worth it to see, like, a jail warden get sucked through a fucking ceiling yeah. and just blood fall down, and I was like, yay! Like, 15-year-old me. Xenomorph but, dogs and just ugh. yeah, that was fucking way off. So David Fincher's first movie too, and it, like he doesn't even uh, he's he tried to get his name pulled from the movie because he yeah, just it's, was it's like pretty bad. It's pretty bad. Yeah, there's I, well, I, I went down a rabbit. I've, I've I watched all these movies during during uh, the pandemic, so I went down a yeah. huge rabbit hole. The shit, like read the graphic novel of three, which was like the original mm. script where Hicks is still alive. Like I did all that shit. Yeah, I was pissed they killed Hicks off. Yeah. Well, he, he got paid the same exact amount from the second movie as he did in the third movie because they used his likeness without his consent. Good for him. Yep. Good nice. for him. And I'm happy he got that because after these movies, the best that I had seen him in since was in an old Command and Conquer cinematic video. He did, um, what's that Kurt Russell, uh, Wyatt Earp movie? Oh, Silverado? Or no. Uh, the one with, uh, oh, Tombstone. Yeah, he's the uh, he's oh, the he was in Tombstone. he's the gunslinger against um, Doc Holliday in Tombstone. He's just got oh, that big mustache. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. So he oh, did well, that. He also, he was fantastic in The Abyss too, where he yep, plays he did the um, Abyss. Yeah, Navy Seal. Yeah, yeah. so I love yeah. him. I really fucking he's love great. Him. Apparently, pills. That's what what that was his downfall. Oh shit! That's yeah. sorry. Like, how how does that not take down Bono? What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Lucky Irish. Sorry. Well, I get it. I get it. Was the plumber's crack on Ridley? Was that intentional? Sigourney Weaver in that what scene. What the fuck was up with that underwear? Yeah, I don't know, man. Just in yeah, general, crazy. like who wears that? No one does. It's it's the future. It it's ridiculous. future eighties. Who the fuck knows, dude? It's the future eighties. I'll say terrible. it was a consistent theme throughout the entire movie. They were all wearing incredibly weird underwear. Like when, when they yes. first wake up and they get out and there's like, uh, Kane is wearing like yep. a weird, like almost diaper like thing. Yes. And I then, was way more and, into his hairless nipples, but. And then, okay. and then when Continue. he, when he's he finally gets the face hugger first off him, he's got like this 
this super deep V like yes. V neck shirt that goes down to like his belly He's button. Got a I, yeah. He's wearing a corset that's just on. untucked. All kinds of weird underwear stuff going on in this movie. I said that to Nikki when like the third time they showed uh John Hurt with no like with just his underwear, and I'm like, man, if I was John Hurt, I would have done at least like two squats. <laughs> if you'd known that you're gonna be in your fucking underwear the whole movie, like do a little bit of legs, dude. Like he must he have not have always done. He's always looked like he's been dying of malaria. Like yes. every very he frail. plays. Like just the most like um, spry he looks in any movie is um V for Vendetta because he's just yeah. like playing Hitler and he's just like all Yeah, amped basically. Up. Yeah. It's like the only he, time. He's, yeah, he's propped up by methamphetamine and that's yeah. all it is. But like literally from like this to Harry Potter dying of malaria. Like that's <laughs> him. <laughs> all right, so yeah, then you know the alien um there's a bunch of you know other hijinks there, but she's able to just put on the Jeff thrusters, finally kills the thing for good. After she blows it out of an airlock. Yep. And then it just immediately crawls right in. Just like, this thing does not quit. That's where the ass don't quit. That's probably where you got oh, it from. Oh, that's where it came from. Okay. 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 That's where it came from. Yeah. It does not give the fuck up. Yeah. It's, an, it's a bug, dude. It just doesn't stop. It's the Rudy of space. <laughs> keeps on getting hit. <laughs> keeps on getting back up. <laughs> Can you imagine if Rudy had acid for blood? He's just getting like his head bushed into somebody. He's bleeding in the movie. He's just like killing everybody on the team. <laughs> Rudy, Rudy uh, is Rudy. Like looks exactly like the alien. And at the end of the, like the coach is like Rudy. It's it's not your ability to play football. You have you're a you're an alien and you just kill everybody. I mean, you we four, just can't have four legs. Field. It's a liability. <laughs> <laughs> The, uh, the, the mouth inside the mouth has a mouth guard. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, Rudy would result in a butt hugger. That's where it would come from. It would evolve out of him into a butt Rudy hugger. Rudy is a butt hugger. He's just like... <laughs> he is a butt hugger. This, this, is, his, just, this is Rudy. Just an ass right in his face. I'll do whatever you oh want, coach. God. I just need to want to play one play. Blah, blah, blah. I just want to play for another just team. Just like... <laughs> Very weak American Polish genes. Yeah, like nothing. Like <laughs> Rudy, you could have played D three and you would have fucking started. <laughs> but I gotta I'm gonna play, go play for Day. Austin P. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so then the movie uh, wraps up with Ripley recording her final log entry and then snuggling up with the kitty as she puts herself into hypersleep with the plan of waking up in six weeks. <laughs> Ooh, that, doesn't <laughs> that doesn't work out. The old was so this is a this this is a minor spoiler for the next movie that we'll eventually do down the road, Aliens, um, the, the the sequel. But what is it? Something like fifty seven years. Yeah, yeah. Which what's his name? Years. What year is that year? <laughs> Who's the one? When she wakes up fifty seven years later. Yeah, but yeah she's like floating one. around in space forever. Holy yeah, shit. she yeah she actually makes it through. She goes past the normal like um soul so solar system, which is our solar system, and like makes it out like back to like the next end of like the asteroid belt kind of a thing. And like a bunch of trash. Outer yeah. rim. And a bunch yeah. of trash and, pickers uh, find her. Space trash yeah. pickers. Wow. Yeah, space waste management, yeah. actually. So they added an S to the WM brand um, in the future, and that's actually what picks her up. Yeah. Dude, I would, I would <laughs> fucking just start doing an Alien 2 episode right now. Like, I fucking love that movie. I, I seriously, yeah. The no, fact, like, the yeah. company in that movie, like, they, so, so, Tim, the company makes her go to, like, a meeting, and they're like, you damaged a 50, or a $14 million ship, or something like that. It's right. like, it's the most corporate they even, cunt shit and, ever that is so and fucking they even real say, and accurate. Like, 
like, oh, it's like, yeah, $50 million, like yeah, adjusted 50. for inflation. They yes. actually say adjusted, for, adjusted inflation. for inflation 57 years ago. Like, guys, the accountants have, it's marked off. Like, the books are balanced. Like, it doesn't yeah. matter. The insurance made you whole. This, there's nobody yeah. working at this business that was there when that happened. No, you guys weren't even Most alive. of us weren't even born. None of you were. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, yeah. it's a young office of people. But I just love the fact she goes through all this shit, and then she gets chewed out by the company because she just fucking cost them money 57 years ago. Yeah. Dude. The yep. East India Space Company has a long fucking institutional memory. Yes, yes they do. <laughs> Love it. Can I can I upset both John and Max here real quickly in that uh yeah. there is I don't know if it's a if there's a physical book or if it's just an audio book. Yeah, I think it might just be there's an audio book that inserts a story in Ripley's timeline that she actually gets picked up 29 years later. Uh it has to deal with aliens on like another planet and then like oh, gets boy, her memory memory wiped. That's dumb. I, I listen. I listened to it. It was terrible. It was so oh. bad. And uh, Ash, Ash makes a reoccurrence. Like he has embedded himself in the uh, in the computer of the escape pod that she's in, and like he ends <laughs> up like l- kind of like loving or like respecting Rid- Ripley, and like is trying to protect her or Im- get her impregnated by the aliens. It's fucking. Jesus it's bad. Christ. It's so yeah, bad. Turns into a Captain America movie where the villain is like the robot computer. It's like get the yes. fuck out of here. Hey, yeah. listen, guys, you just it's ruined okay it. If you don't, if it's okay if you don't like my book, but like, can we just tone it down? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some of those books are really bad. Like there was some great stuff they threw into them. I do remember reading one in uh, middle school specifically, and there was a sex scene um, between like the main character and an android, and was like I popped a bone. Um, <laughs> That as was weird. Uh, that as you do, I mean, like, what else do you have when you're in school? You aren't going to pull it up on your phone. That shit's like that'll follow you. Like, no, you can't. You just you read books. Like, and I just realized, like, at that time, I was like, this is how it happened in the fifties. <laughs> okay, time for trivia. <laughs> <laughs> the original title of this movie was called Star Beast. Oh, oh my no. God. Which means the sequel that would have been Star a, Beasts. That is a fucking 80s sci-fi porno. That's exactly yes, what is. that is, dude. Fucking Star Beast. Like Star, Star Beast's Beast. dick. Like, really? Yeah. <laughs> Xenocock. Okay. Xenocock. Okay, okay. So we hear you. It, it is a movie about aliens. We hear you. But wouldn't it be a little bit just more, you know, like hip and a little more attractive? How about this? Just throw some emphasis. Star Beast. It's like a book comes across the table. Listen, if we don't get Star Beast in the title, I walk. So you should throw in a Dream Crusher thing right there before Bill uh, started the whole, like, I'm just going to, like, you know, upset Max and, um, you know, John here for a second. You should throw in the Dream Crusher thing. I wasn't thinking about it at the time, but yeah, that'd be good. Anyways. So so the writer also admitted, he's like, yeah, I didn't like the title either. I just couldn't think of anything. So he's like, I had to put something on the page. So like, Fair. That's what he did. Fair. Star Working Beast. title. Star Beast. Star Beast. God damn, the movie would have made like two bucks. Guy Star writes Cock. an entire epic sci-fi movie and, and he comes up with Star Beast Star for the title. That's like a fucking Rob Zombie song. Like, <laughs> stupid. <laughs> that he clearly just finished watching Star Wars. He's like, well, they had a war in space. I don't know. It's a monster in space. I guess it's a star beast. Star beast. <laughs> yeah, that it is not a beast. I didn't. When I see that thing, I do not think beast. No, no, no. no. It is a it's bug. Too, it's too. It's too slithery. Yeah, yeah. It's a bug. Yeah. yeah. It's scampers. It's skitters. It's got um, chitin, chitin, chitin. What do you say? Chitin. What? 
Crichton? No, Chitin, like the, so like the exoskeleton on a bug is called like oh. Chitin like, or Chitin or something, whatever. Oh. Just I figured Bill would know that one. Sorry. Yeah. I thought, I thought, Bill, you were a chemist. Yeah, I'm not a biologist. Mm. <laughs> Max, you do science, right? Yeah. <laughs> I sell popcorn, so I don't know. The- you got don't look at science stuff. <laughs> hey, science stuff. Do science, man. Hey, science, man. Do science king stuff. Of popcorn. I, mean, I don't fucking know how bugs work. I'll tell you, you the do? story. Yeah. You guys are the smart ones. It's essentially what we do to Tim with anything that is even remotely engineering. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Hey, that's Tim, true. this is math. Right. That's basically engineering. Tell us how this works. Yeah. Well, like, yeah, last episode I was sitting here like, yeah, tell me how NASA engineering works. <laughs> Tim's like, uh, <laughs> <Guys>. yeah, about <laughs> that. I'm dumb. I to make it clear. I got C's, guys. All right. Yeah. You're got getting C's, a mediocre guys. answer. Yeah, I got C's. That's why I don't work at NASA. If I work at NASA, I wouldn't be on this fucking podcast. They they get the people that got A's. A's. <laughs> All right, more trivia here. So uh, the movie all starred Meryl Streep and Harrison Ford. Wow. Ooh, well, that... I think Harrison Ford would have been good. He was well, going to be the role of Dallas, but he turned it yeah. down because he didn't want to do another space movie. So soon so, after Star Wars. I really think that it was a good thing that that didn't happen. Like movies like this do very well when you have actors and actresses that show up that you have no preconception yeah. like about whatsoever. No preconceived notions where you're just like actor and actress. Great. You're the character immediately. Like, yeah, if I saw like Han Solo, like just fucking dick swaggering around this fucking big ass alien. Like, yeah, okay, sure. Being afraid of an alien, getting eaten by an alien. It would kind of ruin yeah. it. Yeah. Harrison Ford crash lands his fucking private plane onto golf courses and <laughs> survives. He does not get eaten by an alien in space. That does it's not true. happen. It's true. Who, get who the was fuck out so, of my house. Was this the first time that Sigourney <laughs> Weaver, like, was this she in before this movie? Nope. Okay. So she was a breakout, and uh, Meryl Streep had just done uh, Deer Hunter, but that was it. So she was new, too. Mm. But um, for her, they, they decided to, uh, hold on. So, yeah, they, they decided to cast Sigourney over Meryl Streep because her boyfriend, John, uh, was it Conzeli, I think is his name? Fredo? John Conzeli? Oh, that fuck. Yeah. Okay. So he had yeah. just died from lung cancer, so they didn't think it would be appropriate to offer a role in which literally everyone just, like, dies painfully but her. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah. they uh, But it was, it was literally, it was either Meryl Streep or Sigourney Weaver. I'm so happy it happened. I mean, like, how else could we get uh, that, you know, what is it? The fuck. Uh, the satire of Star Trek. You know, oh, uh, Galaxy Quest. Yeah, Galaxy Quest. Quest. She's like, fucking, she I mean, looks great in Galaxy Quest with that, oh my God, that blonde uh, wig. She looks fucking Dude. good. And like super self-aware. Yeah. And like just like poking fun at everything she's ever done. Like, no, that it. was amazing. Like that helped make that movie in yep. a big fucking way. Speaking of deep V's. Hold on. I'm... <laughs> I I would have been curious to see uh 1979 Meryl Streep in that like that's you know like you said Max that uh child's medium underwear to yes. see what that would have looked like. I'm perpetually probably the like, same as Sigourney, which is nothing. It's just a connection from her ass to just a line through her. Right? I mean, just it's her back, back, line, legs. I'm like perpetually con- sexually confused. By Sigourney Weaver. In like general? Every movie I'm well, always... It's good to finish that sentence. You don't want to just leave that hanging. That no, 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 no. You, you can because she's a killer. That's why. It doesn't matter. And that's what's attractive. She's a fucking killer. Dude, dude I, like, I'm just... I'm always like... I'm always like, yeah, I'm not, but 
I am, but I don't. You know what it is, Tim? But maybe. Tim, it's, it, it's because of, it's her like roaring that she does in Ghostbusters with that big hair. That's yeah. what fucked us all up. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> She's not that attractive, but in that one scene of Ghostbusters, it's like, oh my God, like the primitive side of me is coming out. She and so is, is hers too. Caked on yeah, she room. is. She yeah. is beautiful. Fuck you. No. I think not talk bad about. I, I, I about love the sink. Sink. My, my wife thinks I have like I'm a like have a big crush on her just because I was watching all the Alien movies back to back to back. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, she's a good actress. She's great. Is she is she's she? She's everything. not on the Hall Pass list, is she? No, no, God, no. Oh, okay, all right. I'm just making sure. Just no. making sure. I mean, I I like her as an actress, but I'm just making sure. All right. Um. I mean, I could have mentioned this earlier, but the artist behind all the super creepy looking set designs and oh, the Jesus xenomorph Christ. and all that, he's a Swedish artist named H.R. Uh, Geiger. And yeah, he is super fucked up. Look up. That, yeah, if you guys don't know H.R. Geiger, just Google H.R. Geiger artwork and it's just like, oh, that's alien. <laughs> yeah, like, through and through. Just <laughs> lots of dark. lots of penile like shapes and things going everything. into each other. Yeah, a lot of penetration. Yeah. Lots of throat fucking. It's rough. It's, it's just weird. really bad. If you want a good dive into it, um, Wizard and the Bruiser, shout out. They did a really, really good thing on him and mm. specifically Alien and all of that um, background. And yeah, they do not hold back. They're like, this dude is fucking weird. He probably would have been a serial killer if he didn't just die. By the way, Wizard but, and the Bruiser, we've had both Holden and Jake Young on the show. Indeed. There we go. And uh, not a coincidence. They haven't been, not, haven't been <laughs> they haven't come back. <laughs> yeah. You know what's funny? Well, so, Jake. Go ahead. It is funny. He almost, um, he almost, uh, like was like throwing us under the, well, I mean, of course, like we're just amateurs. We just do it for fun. But like, he was saying something about under like on the Dune cast that they do with LP and deep dives. And he was just like, yeah, you know, the difference between like podcasters who've been doing it for a long time where you get in, you get out. And he's like, and then the people who don't know what they're doing, where you kind of sit and he's like, like, you just kind of like get there, and you know, and <laughs> you just tell him he's like thinking about us. <laughs> I mean, that's like, I'm just going to put it out there and please put this in Max. It's kind of pathetic that you're like, oh, professional pod. It's like, shut the fuck up, dude. That's like, that's literally like, that's literally like being a fucking, like, what does that even mean? It's the most worthless piece of shit shit ever. Oh, you know, with professional podcast. Yeah, that's great. You're not doing, you're not building fucking rockets here, buddy. Exactly. I know. I'm. I know how to do a podcast. <laughs> well, apparently, everyone that works with him would probably agree with you. Be like, no, fuck him. Like, <laughs> it's like usually what we get out of those shows. So yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Max was just like one day. So let's start a podcast. And like two days later, he was fucking like editing shit in like two days. It's not that fucking. It doesn't seem like it's that hard. Max picked it up in like a no, week. it's not <laughs> exactly exactly. Yeah. We would be doing the same kind of show if this was not being recorded. Right, it's <laughs> kind of the point. It all exactly. started with fucking captain's logs, basically. Yep. Jesus, if only we could throw that in with fucking for bonus content, we would be fired from all of our jobs. Yeah, but we'd probably be able to be elected to public office. Oh, going sure. back to Dune, though. So the whole reason why this movie was even able to have this kind of like uh, the whole H.R. Geiger stuff is because yeah. he was going to be doing all the set work for um, Jordorowski's Dune. And then the movie fell through. So then he was available to make Alien. But a bunch of his shit was going to be in Dune. Oh, wow. Wow. That yeah. would have been the rapiest Dune ever. And Pink Floyd was going to do the soundtrack. The movie would have oh, been fucking geez. nuts. Oh, my God. That would have been cool. There's a whole documentary on it called uh, Jordorowski's Dune. Oh. It's just, yeah. 
If what I had shame. seen that as a kid, I would still be tripping balls to this moment. The, the one <laughs> fucking yeah, out of control. Like, the one that we got was fucking hot, hot garbage. Yeah. yeah. Well, What's like I love like that fucking shot of uh, um, Sir Patrick Stewart running into battle, a gun battle with a pug. <laughs> <laughs> that was in the movie, and that's what we got. Yeah. Yeah. For anyone listening, it was super into Dune. There was a mini series that was put out in like 2002, early 2000s, that actually gave it like a full 10 hours for like the Dune book. And so the first Dune book. And it actually did a pretty decent job. What, where where can you get that? Um, you'd have to look around. I've never um, even heard of it. It's just look up for like Dune the miniseries. Okay. Um, not Children of Dune. Don't even go near that. Um, but it's like Dune the miniseries. I'm pretty sure it was done by sci-fi when it was still properly spelled as oh, what cool. science fiction would be spelled as. But it's actually worth your time, especially during these days of, well, we're almost out of quarantine, yeah. but still totally yeah. worth it. Totally worth your time. I read really Dune for the first time it. during quarantine and I fucking loved it. So, Dude. Movie's coming out soon on HBO. I know, I know. I can't wait. Looking for forward to it. So I love that director. High, I mean, that was that was like a year ago. Like movies we're looking forward to in 2020. John's yeah. pick was yeah. Dune. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Going back to H.R. Uh, Geiger. So um, while he was like traveling to England for this, um, Dutch Customs detained him after thinking that his paintings were photographs. Holy shit. Oh, no. Like, I mean, that, his paintings are so that like that good. And he's like, where do you think I got these? Like, you think these are photos? Like, where do you think I got them from? Like, from hell? <laughs> <laughs> uh, on a bad acid trip. Yeah, man. I mean. <laughs> yeah. That, that is what it is. It's just a, it's the worst acid trip you could ever possibly imagine. Just being dropped into like just the most backward ass fucking, just, it's disturbing. It's all it's the art is crazy. Gets, it's fantastic, it's nuts. but it's, it's so good. very disturbing. Yeah, it is. Very disturbing. Very. I'm looking at it Great now. call. It's fucking insane. Great call yeah. by Ridley Scott to get him on board for this movie, though, Dude. because it makes the movie. This would have been yeah. nothing without him. Um, I know we already mentioned the alien thing. Um, who the guy, you know, the Nigerian student who uh, played him, but they, uh, another thing, too, is that they built a custom swing for him to sit in in between takes because of the tail. <laughs> he couldn't sit in a normal <laughs> chair. I feel like they were so, they were, well, they weren't so, but they were a little more kind back then. We're like, the thing with Meryl Streep, where they're like, nah, we can't yeah. put her through that. And like, this guy, look, let's build him a swing at least so he can sit down. <laughs> like, while everyone's getting just passed out. All right, drag him out of here. Yeah, I know, right? But like, could you imagine like Michael Bay doing that? He'd be like, get up, you fucking pussy. The fucking Navy SEALs do this shit every day. You know, just yep. being a fucking cunt. Like, yeah. All right. No. True. Sorry. Holy shit. <laughs> Just looking at the art. Yeah, yeah, dude. It's fucking oh, weird. God, I heard, it? I gotta like share it's nightmares. Yeah. Share the screen. Yeah, you should you should clear your browsing history after looking at that. Can you guys see this? Almost. Waiting for it. Oh yeah. Yeah, bro. Look at that yeah, shit. Yeah. Alec baby. Yep. Oh. It's insane. Yeah. No, he was it's crazy. He was something different. Um the human mind. Yeah, bear. I think he was a little too into Freud, is what I'm thinking. Oh, yeah, the phallic duress. Yeah, duress. everything's Excuse me, phallic. phallic duress. It's just oh all, God. like, sexual organs, and everything's just combining with itself, and it's just... He yeah. also airbrushed the uh, that big... What what'd you call it, John? The um the alien there? The jockey? The space jockey? Oh, space jockey. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He so did the, that the, by the big hand. Alien. Yeah. No shit. Yeah. And the thing was probably, like, you know, five feet tall. Or six feet tall. I mean, it was still pretty big. Jesus Christ. Crazy dude. shit. 
All right. Um, and then, so in order to uh, make Jones the cat hiss, uh, they hit a German oh, shepherd this. behind the screen, and then they just lifted it up to startle the cat. <laughs> That's like the same shit I would do to my cat to piss it off. Like, <laughs> I'd love to like, see oh, that. Like, oh, the cat's ego is getting too big. We have to freak it out. Hold on. It's the opposite <laughs> of the mummy with Brandon Fraser with the cat. And when he gives it to the mummy and the mummy hisses, it's like the complete, yeah. it's, just, <gasps> it's a 180 of that. Don't be scared. It's only pussy. <laughs> do you have the thing about the, uh, the kids in the spacesuits? Yeah, so that was the thing. Like, no, well, oh, okay, partially, cool, cool. just like those kids, which were Ridley Scott's kids, also passed out. But I don't know anything else about it. <laughs> Holy shit! Well, yeah. So like the scene where like they have like the the big ship after it's landed, and like the you know the guys in their astronauts suits go out to go walk, you know, spacewalk or whatever to go to the the the, the alien spaceship. That shot in order to make all the ratios look good for like the astronauts to the spaceship, they literally designed like kid sized spacesuits and put their kids into. Yep. Them. And then they passed out, <laughs> just like everybody else. And then Ridley Scott's like, hmm, yeah, maybe we should uh, do something about these suits. Yeah. But <laughs> they did the know, same shit in Jaws. Breathing holes? Well, in Jaws, they had, the, uh, they had a little person in that, uh, that big, in that fucking, in that, cr- in that cage. And they just oh, put a real shark, shark in there and had him attack it. They had a little person oh in there. And then they thought it, it would make sense for them to do, like, oh, well, he's four feet tall. So let's just put in, like, you know. 40% of the oxygen, and the guy almost died. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's a, that's a God. linear relationship, right? How tall they are to how much <laughs> oxygen they need. <laughs> oh, my God. Absurd. <laughs> <laughs> oh All right, let's get into the box office game. How much does the movie cost? How much did it make? It cost $100 million to make, and it made... Five hundred million cost uh, uh, twenty five million to make, and it made hundred and thirty million. It cost forty two million to make, and it made two hundred eighty nine million. So all these movies back then, they were much cheaper than they are today. So it cost <laughs> eleven million. Mm. Mm. And um, the box office numbers are all over the place, but uh, I guess in nineteen ninety two. Fox announced that they made 143 million worldwide. Okay. Right. okay. But the range is like 120 to like 220. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. Next question. Who is your favorite and least favorite in this? Oh, easily um least favorite was the whiny broad. Lambert. Oh, Lambert. Lambert. Yeah, Lambert. Yeah. Um yeah. same. Honestly, like favorite has to be Ripley because she's dealing with the brain. Mm-hmm. Wrong. Bill Bill strongly disagrees. Shaking Wrong. his head furiously. Oh. Yeah, Bill's Bill's no, 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 there, are, there. there are two people with a brain in this movie, and Ripley loses me when she goes back for the cat. She automatically falls <laughs> off as as uh, a favorite at that point. Parker Parker is legitimately smart he is yeah. he is the only thing that, the only reason he gets killed is because fucking lambert won't move and he feels guilty about burning lambert to death so i mean like mm. parker yeah he's, he's my he favorite. goes to yeah. tackle the alien instead oh my god just so you yeah, wouldn't burn her that's a it's bad a move boss. but yeah. I, I can respect that <laughs> level of anger i can respect that <laughs> <Son> of a <laughs> bitch! <laughs> tried spear in the alien bill, bill would try to tackle a xenomorph <laughs> Um, so my favorite is going to be Kane 
because he dies good. <laughs> and my least favorite, once again, Lambert. I'm just going to go through this whole fucking thing all over again because she made me so goddamn uncomfortable the entire movie. I just wanted to tell her to just jump out of the airlock and be done with it before I had a fucking anxiety attack watching her eyeballs slowly pop out of her head more and more throughout the fucking movie. Yeah, fuck that character. Holy shit. It's fair. It's fair. Anybody yeah. else? Do I have to I go think, now? I, I said Tim? Parker's my favorite. But Lam- Lambert's also my least favorite. I don't know if they add on to that. They've they've covered it sufficiently. All right. My least is going to be Jones, the shithead cat, because the cat's responsible <laughs> for like half of the fucking crew getting killed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then the cat, of course, fucking lives. Nobody else does. Anyway. Um, and then my favorite's going to be Ripley. And Tim will appreciate this. It's because she's the only one who was actually doing her fucking job. Yeah. That's a good point, Max. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Get a job. In a minute. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, she Nobody was else did their jobs. They all died. The entire time. Yeah, they all died. Unless you did her job. Your number one and job as a way, human. Survive. Yeah. By the way, Ash, newspaper to the mouth. Low percentage kill. <laughs> I almost Definitely brought that low up. percentage. Forgot about low that, actually. Kill. Oh, my God. Low we should bring that back. Kill. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But was the job not to bring back the alien alive? I'm pretty sure Ripley was sabotaging the job, Max. Priority number one. <laughs> Uh, Quiet the organism. Mm. Fail. All right, time for the hold my popcorn ratings. Prepare to be judged. What's your rating for Alien? I give this one out of five airlocks, which covers four of the other airlocks that aliens are blown out of into the finish each fucking movie into the series going forward. Real original, guys. Real mm. original. I give this movie yeah. five out of five really weird underwear. <laughs> super, super deep V-neck underwear. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I give this movie uh, two good heavens <laughs> <laughs> and I'll give us just one ruined welcome home party for Parker <laughs> all the dude wanted to just get the earth and party that's all you wanted like any of us and that's why mm-hmm. I would have just clawed I mean I would have I would have pulled out my fingernails for those inches. Say, and now to get clawed immediately with the Pacino. <laughs> yes. Would have clawed for those inches to get back to have that fucking beer. <laughs> it's a game of inches. Yeah. Because he's got a great face. <laughs> and your tube is all the way down it. <laughs> that bug hug that bug hugger is all the way up it. <laughs> All right. I don't think we need social media shout shout outs this week, do we? Well, we don't have fucking shit. So, you know, fuck off. We're all delayed. That's why. (laughs) Google our fucking bullshit. So, yeah, Google that shit. Yeah. All right. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Deuces, fuckers. Episode's been long enough. Let's just abruptly end it right now. Yeah. And. And.